like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And we are here this week in August 2021, the third week of Stream With Me. And we're going to be talking about Moxie from uh, from this year, in fact, on Netflix. Uh, but before we get into our review of the week, um, we're going to see how we've been doing since the last time we recorded and what else we've been watching. So, Corey, how you doing? So glad it's Friday, like usual. Fridays are fun. Yes. I had a short week. I had Monday off because I had some things I needed to do. That's nice. Not really. I had to go to the car dealership twice and I sat there for more than an hour each time. Um, I had to go get an eye exam. (laughs) I have to get a stronger prescription, so that's cool. Um, And I'm waiting for my new glasses to come in. Um, So really, it felt like a 10-day, four-day work week. Ah. Okay, so not not good. Just long. But we had a cold front. Let's talk oh. about this. We went from having like 105 degree weather to, you know, being in the 70s. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We, we we almost had two tropical storms, but they both fell off the side. So that was lucky. But I didn't know it was two. I heard about the one. There was one and then there was another one like in the island area. But it was like a initial was that it was coming at us and then it was just like nah i'm like oh okay cool thank you um we prefer that you don't come visit so yeah and then like the the, the one did hit us but it like hit us by the time it got to us it was just like a bad thunderstorm with like it wasn't really a hurricane or a tropical storm anymore so it was it was very lucky but um no cold front it's been hot as hell here in uh old florida but that's i guess to be expected in august Um, I, we've had a super busy week. Uh, just, I had, um, none of my, my college classes were supposed to not start until September, but I took on an extra class, uh, because another teacher couldn't, couldn't do the workload that he had originally signed up for or something like that. And so it my, I had a class start this week, um, which is, you know, it's, it's an online class. So it was relatively easy for me, but, and week one is like super basic, like just orientation type stuff for them. Like they have like a quiz and like just the quizzes about like the syllabus and stuff like that. So it's, it's not a whole lot for them either. So this week's been easy with that, but still I've had some emails and people uh, impatient about some things like, you know, they want to know why haven't I, hasn't this been graded? I'm like, well, because it's not due until Sunday and I will grade all of it at once on Monday. That's how it works. So I appreciate you wanting your grade. It's going to be a hundred. Like it's, it's, did you do this thing or not? If you did it, it's a hundred. Like that's, this is the week one. It's easy grades. Um, and then, you know, my, my uh, high school classes have been pretty cool. And I decided to, like, kind of jump into the movies a little quicker than I normally do. Um, so, like, I've watched – I actually have watched more than I was thinking because I've watched stuff with my students. But we watch it in, like, pieces. And um, some of them I watch multiple – like, I have three of one class. So we've watched the same movie in that class. You know, each class is watching that same movie. And then I watched two other movies with my classes this week um, that I'll mention in what, what we've been watching. But uh, it's always – you know, it's uh, the biggest challenge for, especially like my first year group is like, what movie do I start with? And it sets the tone for the year if they like it or not. And it's always really nerve wracking. Uh, one year, the the year that my daughter was in my class, her first year, um, I started with the elephant man because we'd watched it. I, I don't remember if we watched it or if I had just watched it that summer. Um, but I really liked it. I was like really moved by it. And so like, I'm like, I was so excited. I'm like, I'm teaching this. This is what I'm going to start with. And I, I totally misread how that movie would work for like ninth graders. Like it's, it's way too deep and it's black and white and it's kind of methodically paced. It's, I think it's Lynch is probably like second most accessible film, but it didn't work for them. And I was like, Oh boy, I've ruined this group. They hate me. Um, so I, I will never show elephant man for year one students, uh, especially not their first film. Um, but this year I started with back to the future which I've only taught a couple of times as much as I love that movie. Uh, but it's been really cool. Um, 
some of them have seen it, some of them haven't. Uh, but like you know, talking about Zemeckis a bit, and I have a lot of plans for when we finish the movie, kind of going back and we're gonna break the screenplay down a bit and uh, kind of show why it's considered to be like a perfect screenplay by a lot of academics. Um, just because it's so tightly written and so functional and there's so much setup and payoff and um, you are easily rewarded for multiple watches because there's so many little things that connect and it's just such a masterpiece of a movie and it's also super easy popcorn fare you know um, it's just it's been cool uh, seeing the different reactions and and how people are clicking with it and um, it's always funny because like some classes will laugh or like react out loud to like as a group, like to certain scenes. And then the next class is just silent. Like um, the scene in the, when they're having dinner um, before he travels back in time and the dad's laughing at like the, at the rerun of um, the honeymooners. He has this like Crispin Glover does this like very, very stylized, like, <laughs> like laugh. And the first period, like no reaction. I'm laughing, but like no reaction. I'm like, Oh man. Okay. Third period everybody cracks up and is laughing. I'm like, Oh great. Okay, cool. They like it. And then six periods, like a mixed bag. And I'm like, Oh, all right. That's a little weird. Like, uh, it's, it, every class completely different, but, um, I always enjoy, uh, that kind of process, um, of like watching other people react to movies and seeing like what gets them and what doesn't. Um, and then also like trying to figure out why, like, are they being, you know, just, are they trying to be so considerate and respectful that they're not laughing because they don't want to bother anybody or, cause that is, we go over like proper ways to watch a movie and stuff like that. Um, at least what I call movie etiquette, trying to make the world a better place, one theater at a time. So, um, but yeah, that's the week's just been so, so packed. Um, but I still, you know, cause I, again, my nights include going to the gym and then, uh, you know, making dinner for the family and stuff like that. Like I made a pretty good dinner tonight. Um, Corey, I got a question for you. How, how, how do you feel about green bean casserole? Um, <clears throat> I enjoy it. If it's made right. I mean, if I someone's mean, making it wrong, they're, they're, I don't understand how it's such a basic because recipe. It depends on where you get the recipe from because I myself made it not right last Thanksgiving. Really? Yeah. I, what was I, wrong with it? It was too soupy. It was too yes. watery. Yeah, um, yeah. I followed the directions on the package. I, of the green beans, maybe it was on the, it wasn't the one that was on the French onions. I followed a different one and it did not work out. So yes, you can follow a recipe and it doesn't come out because I like mine to be like, thick and delicious <laughs> i think i think it should be thick um yeah but I, uh I, we've been making I like it, it like out of like not at thanksgiving like we've yeah. just been making it randomly and it seems like before this year it was a thanksgiving only type meal every once christmas. in a while on at christmas right but we've been like i made it with steak tonight oh that um, sounds good and i also i made uh like mashed cauliflower um instead of mashed potatoes and uh like that's the i have a food processor food processor that is ex pretty much become exclusively for making mashed cauliflower, which I guess it should be cauliflower puree. But, um, that's like, I swear that's the only thing I ever use a food processor for, but, uh, you know, it's like, um, it's really good and it's a healthy side in the, I mean, green bean casserole is not healthy, but it's, it's definitely, there's worse sides you could do. Um, and it's so tasty, uh, especially like I've got it down to a, a pretty good science where it's, it is thick. Like we like, that I think we all like the mushroom soup to be very, you know, like clingy to the the green beans, where it's not just like and running all over your plate. Also, I want to say this. I'm gonna hop in here about this. Also, I'm not always like a brand snob. Like I'll buy store brands of a lot of things, but mushroom soup is not one of those things that you do that with. I feel like sure. I so I buy Campbell's. Yeah, it's the best one. Yep. Sorry, yeah. I, I mean. I, I I don't think I've really ever bought like store brand soup. Like I buy like Progresso or Campbell's or oh, like, you know yes like that. Well, like Campbell's. Um, I haven't tried Yes Well, but that's that's a still a brand. That's yeah, it's like... Campbell's. But I was just oh, saying okay. you were talking Got about it. soups you like, and I'm a I'm a soup fan. Yeah, I, I like soup a bit. Um, but anywho, um, 
that was like dinner tonight. Was I actually made salmon for myself and I made steak for for everyone else. Um, because I, I I do eat steak, but like I was trying to like sometimes fish. I can eat a lot more of the fish and have less calories than if I eat like a piece of steak kind of thing. Um, so I like to like protein load uh, if I can. Um, anywho, that's uh that's what's been going on. But let's talk about what's been what we've been watching since the last time we recorded, which last week was Friday the thirteenth when we recorded. Um. What have you been watching, Corey? Oh, God. Okay, so... Obviously, The Office. Um, I'm on the last two seasons. I know. Uh, <laughs> on season... Actually, I think I'm on season nine. I think I'm on the last one now. But I just cycle through it all the time. Um, but I watched on Shudder a show called Slasher... That only has two episodes because they're doing that dumb thing that streaming services like to do now where they release like one a week. I'm still going to watch your show and I'm probably going to forget about it anyway because supposedly they release them one a week so that you don't just binge it and forget about it. You know what I mean? Who are you to judge? But <laughs> um, so I watched the first two episodes. It has a little bit the acting like some of it is a little like melodramatic and reminds me a little bit of like a soap opera but I need to know what's happening and then I found out that it is an anthology series there are two seasons or maybe three seasons two seasons I think on Netflix and each one is its own thing so then I I started watching season one and I think I have I think it has eight or nine episodes and I only have two left Oh man. It's very long winded. They could have easily made that like four episodes and left a lot of it out. They're getting real repetitive about stuff. They're talking too much about things that don't matter. But I'm at the point now I just need to know who's doing it. <laughs> so that that and then last night I thought it was really funny that you just texted me the night house. That's all you messaged yeah. me. Yeah, the I, night house. Like, I think I was walking out of the theater like, ooh, I'm curious if Corey uh has seen this yet. That's all I got. The night house. <laughs> that was the whole message. And I had also, I think when I replied to you, I had been home for a little bit, but I went with a few friends to see it too. Um, so that's what I've been watching. Well, I have, uh, ooh, pardon me. Um, I finished uh, two s- series, but I've been watching them weekly as uh, like you mentioned, but um I watched uh, the last episode of The White Lotus, or White Lotus, I think, I don't think there's a, the, from H, it's on HBO, um, very cool little series, just six episodes. Um, They're doing that on, aren't they? Yeah, the, I like the six episode seasons, cause it, and this might never be a second season, this could be a one and done. I would think it would be more of an anthology if they do, like, I don't think we'll see the same actors or characters necessarily, um, if they did a season two. But uh, it's it's a very cool show. Um, it's funny, but it's it's got serious and dark stuff, and it, it ends on some pretty impactful notes. Um, I also finished Dave uh, season two. Um, the season finale was on, and it's really good. I, I can't recommend that show enough, with the caveat that it is very inappropriate at times, but it's also very very heartfelt and sincere, and it's just it's really good. Um, I feel like I started something else. I have a lot of series on my list that I'm going to try to start. Um, I watched one more episode of the uh, movies that made us on Netflix, which I watched the pretty woman episode. Yeah. I didn't love the episode. It's not like the pretty woman facts are interesting. I I think it's a great movie. Um, I, I feel like the voiceover that they do on the show is like, it's trying to almost like poke fun at it. Like it's like, we're watching a series about the making of a TV show that that were was very impactful on society and pop culture and like the voiceover feels like it's trying to make it like it's not important or it's not significant but it's like but i'm watching this don't you think i do care about it otherwise i wouldn't be watching this like i'm not watching it for the voiceover and you poking fun at the fact that it was this isn't really it's almost like you're poking fun at me and then i'm just like f you guy like i don't i don't think you're funny voiceover man like so um I, I didn't notice that with the other episodes. Like I've watched season one and now I'm watching, you know, this is season two of the movies that made us. 
And I, I didn't love the Back to the Future episode either, but I felt like that one was because I've seen other documentaries about Back to the Future. So I'm very like aware of a lot of the content. Like I listen to multiple podcasts about it. Like I know a lot about Back to the Future at this point. And I just attributed it to that. And then this time, I, I don't think I've ever watched any behind the scenes stuff of, of like Pretty Woman's. So I don't feel like that would be what annoyed me or what was like not like bringing me in. So I, I feel like it's kind of the tone of it. I feel like they're missing the point. Like people who are watching this have nostalgia and, and reverence for these sh- movies and the voiceover shouldn't feel like it's poking fun at people who care about this, you know, like, cause again, then you're poking fun at your audience and it's, I didn't, it's not, it's not like, I'm not really frustrated, but I'm just annoyed. I'm just like, all right, dude, cool. Whatever. Like, I guess this is fun for you. Um, but then, uh, for movies, I watched Moxie, obviously I I've, I'm watching our movie like way earlier than I used to. Cause I'm trying to make sure like, I don't want it to be midweek and I realize I can't get to it. So I'm watching it when I know I have time, which is on the weekends right now. Um, but that like throws me off. Cause like we were, I was getting ready to record. I'm like, wait, what movie are we talking? What? I've, I don't remember what I watched. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. I remember now. Um, but then uh, on Sunday, I went and saw Respect, the uh, Aretha Franklin biopic that stars Jennifer Hudson. Um, Jennifer Hudson's fantastic. I think the the movie's very, like, follow the tropes of a biopic, especially we just watched a bunch of biopics. Um, and it, it definitely feels not as good as it could have been. But I think Hudson's fantastic. Um, but there's, like, there's just a lot of little things that I'm like, yeah, it could have been better. Um, when I came home from Respect... Uh, I was very tired and I was going to take a nap and um, I had Pluto TV on and they were showing Scream 2. And I was like, I haven't seen Scream 2 probably since the theater. Like, I don't think I ever really rewatched that one. So I threw it on and was immediately realized why I never rewatched it. I, I don't like the tone of the second movie. I also feel like it's, it's like the first movie is fun, but it's a very serious like horror movie and it's at its heart. The second movie feels like it's making fun of itself like too much like it's too self-referential and and like haha remember this from the first movie and it 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 just doesn't it doesn't vibe like the first film does um so i was like 10 minutes into watching whatever part it was already like 20 minutes into the movie when i joined it and then i was just like one do you remember the cast of scream 2 because it's pretty nuts like there's some i just rewatched them not that long ago like jerry o'connell and uh timothy oliphant is is one of the the like college he's like the movie nerd outside aside from jamie kennedy um lori lori laughlin something laughlin the uh aunt jackie from roseanne and she's the mom and lady bird she's uh in it as one of the reporters i was just like man this cast is crazy i forgot about that um and then so i'm i need to say something because i just saw it uh, they're rescreening Scream for the 25th anniversary, everybody. October 10th and 11th. It's part of Fathom Events, and it'll be at select theaters, of course. Very cool. Because they're also doing, on September 21st, they're doing Citizen Kane for the 80th anniversary. Oh, I saw um, I'm hoping to go see that on the big screen. I've only seen it on the small screens. Um, I think the first time I watched it, I watched it on a computer. So I really oh, would love to see it on the big screen. But I was in that. Boston, um, and I bought... I'd found a novelization of Citizen Kane or something, or it was like a book about Citizen Kane. Oh, um, and I bought it at a used bookstore in Boston. And I was like, it's time I finally watched this movie. And I did. Um, but uh, so I, after like 10 minutes of watching Scream 2, I'm like, you know what I'm going to do instead? I'm going to watch Candyman. Um, but but I also am going to try to take a nap. So I go into this movie knowing I'm going to try to sleep. I put on a horror movie. So if that speaks volumes to where I'm at with horror movies in my life, where it's like what's the most relaxing thing I could put on a scary movie. And it worked. I did fall asleep. I don't blame the movie. I was just that comfortable watching the movie, but I realized something. Yeah. I thought I was rewatching it. And then I realized You've never seen movie, it. I'd never seen the first one. I saw the third one in the theater. What? Uh, yeah. Apparently I was, I had, uh, I knew there was a the wind. two. I didn't oh, know there were three. three. Three's bad. Three's real bad. Oh man. Uh, two, two is important because it cements, the uh the actual lore of Candyman because you kind of only get like a real quick story okay. like a guy tells her the o- official like quote unquote mythology but that guy is the opening of the second movie the guy who kind of tells her like the non like the more academic definition of what happened to to the quote unquote Candyman is the opening of the second film 
and that he like that's where we actually see the story like they actually took the time to like film it happening as a flashback while he's telling it where in the first movie you just hear him say it to her and it's like 30 seconds long um but i like the first movie it was uh it felt a lot more random than i think the second movie does a good job of kind of making things the mythology work, work a little tighter um but the i was really happy so i i did fall asleep about 20 minutes into it and I slept through about half of it and I, I woke up and stopped it and then I rewound and I finished it that night. So like I did go back and like actually rewatch it. Um, but then I was really happy that I did because I don't know if you know this or not, but the movie that comes out next week, the new Candyman from this that's coming out this year is a sequel like Halloween 2018 is to Halloween in that they are erasing every movie after the first one. And this will be the new official number two in the canon. Yes, I did not either. I thought it was just like his a version of yeah. Right. No, it, it is. So the the main character you see in the trailer is connected to a character in the first movie that I won't reveal in case someone hasn't seen the first movie. But um, he is playing a adult version of a character from the first movie, and um, that is like the the tie in, and it's significant. And I was like, oh, I'm really glad I just watched this because I did not know that, and I don't think the trailer shows you that i'm assuming we will get some kind of like backstory at the beginning of this movie um that like makes sure like it, it, this guy's got a history with the candy man so you know that's why it's him but um it is like it is the same city it's the same actual like the the building that, it, well so the building has been torn down and rebuilt into like these nice condos but it's on the same land that the the building was in in the first movie so like it's it's very very cool um, I'm really glad I rewatched it for that reason. And then, or I guess not rewatched. I guess I'm really glad I actually watched it. Cause I thought I had already seen it. Um, I'm sure I'd caught bits and pieces of it at some point, you know, like on TV or something, but, um, and then Corey already said, uh, I saw the night house last night. Um, I really liked the night house. Uh, I thought Rebecca Hall was fantastic. And I, I think the movie's really, really interesting. I don't think it's perfect. And I think there are better versions of a similar style story, but I do think Rebecca Hall is so good um, that, that oh oh, there's also a cool visual effect that I didn't I won't talk about because of spoilers, but I was like really impressed with the way they show something uh, late in the movie, and I was like okay that's really cool I like that a lot, um, so yeah I, I definitely like the movie I don't think it's a five star but I do think it's like in a four star range or what we would call not quite golden. Um, I, I feel very comfortable saying that, um, but it's a movie that has lingered. I've not stopped thinking about it since last night. So it, it is one that really had an impression on me, um, which is good. Cause sometimes, you know, you see a horror movie and it puts you to sleep. Winchester, I'm looking at you. Um, but that's what I've been watching and what Corey's been watching. So let's get to our movie of the week. Uh, we start spoiler free, everybody. So no worries, but this is Moxie from 2021 and you might be thinking hey i feel like i saw that briefly on netflix and you would be right netflix did what netflix does is it got it dropped this movie directed by this big name person who i will drop momentarily and promoted it for all of like a week and a half and then it vanished into the never-ending sea that is the netflix catalog um it has a 6.7 imdb user rating a 54 meta score it is directed by amy poehler um, written by Jennifer Mathau, Tamara Chesna, and Dylan Meyer. Um, I guess it's based on a novel by Jennifer Math Math Matthew. I'm saying her name wrong. Matthew? Matthew. Matthew. I have no idea. Uh, it stars a few people. Um, Hadley, Hadley Robinson, uh, Lauren Sai, Alyssa Pasquale Pena. Sorry, everybody whose name I'm butchering. Nico Her Hiraga. Um, Sabrina Haskett, Patrick Schwarzenegger, which I think is an interesting one. I don't know if you caught that, but the jerk jock guy is Arnold be. Schwarzenegger's son. Um, at least I assume it has to be Arnold's son, right? Like, there's no other Schwarzenegger. Um, well, it doesn't say for sure in his bio that in he's his bio. kids. He's trying not to use that. Okay. Yeah. Well, then we get confirmation because his middle name is Arnold, and his he also has his uh, mother's. Last name is part of his name, Patrick Arnold Shriver Schwarzenegger. So yeah, um, 
hard to avoid that guy. You got both of your parents' names and your dad's first name as your middle name. Um, we've got some bigger, like more established actors with Ike Barinholtz playing the teacher, Amy Poehler playing the mother, uh, Marsha Gay Harden playing the principal, um, Clark Gregg as John, who's, uh, you know, that's Agent Coulson from the Avengers and the and um, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I couldn't think of the name of the series. Anywho, um, Moxie was my pick. Uh, I am a big Amy Poehler fan. Earlier this year, I, I listened to her um, autobiography, or I, th- I think it's an autobiography. Yes, I don't please. know what to call it. Um, it's a yes, yes, please, indeed. Uh, it is, um, and it's read by her, which is one of the things that drew me to the I audiobook. To I really like that. Um, and it's the audiobook. Why I would recommend this, and you can actually check it out from like uh, Hoopla, which is part of most public libraries. Um, she adds additional interviews with some of the people she talks about. Like, there's a whole part where she's talking about Seth Meyers, and Seth Meyers is on the audiobook, and they actually just kind of break away from the book and just talk for a little bit. And I thought that was really cool, like bonus stuff. Um, that you wouldn't get in the book and she does that with a few different people um and she's just i i find her to be quite sincere with her book like she just is very candid um i really really like her as and as a person so much funny. less right and that's a, she's so funny anyways and then she's just so sincere i feel like the leslie nope character definitely is an extension of who amy poehler is this really earnest passionate person um who really genuinely loves the people around her and wants everyone to be successful and happy. Um, and uh, this movie, I think accentuates that um, I, I'm really torn with this movie. I, I actually liked it a lot while I was watching it. There were a lot of scenes that I thought were really great. I liked the overall message of the scene um, of the, sorry, of the movie. Um, I love the idea of a, a kid making a zine Um even though I know there's like some kind of like it's mocked and it's kind of like very like hipster affiliated with doing that. I like the idea of a kid publishing something or making something by themselves. Yeah. By themselves. And that is very much, you know, the teacher in me for sure. Um, I love the, you know, the, the underdog elements of this, like these kids felt, um, you know, out of it as a teacher, I was very, mad at like baron holtz i was very very mad at the principal like on a level that i couldn't even get uh like could not deal with um i thought a lot of the kids uh some of the things they do with some of the characters i thought were really really interesting i thought like the relationship with seth and vivian was really cool um yeah overall i i really like this i i think it kind of like drops the ball towards the end of the movie a little bit. Like it, it doesn't quite end as impactful as I think it could have. Um, and I can't quite put my finger on it. That's, that's just it. I don't fully know why at the end I felt like I still really like it, but I also see like, it's not as polished as I think it could have been. And I, 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 I will admit that I was not, like I was watching it and I was completely committed to it, but I was also doing something else that I had not planned on doing while watching it. But I, I felt, I felt like it was a, a necessary conversation that I had to have with someone. I maybe could have stopped the movie and gone back to it, but I didn't. Um, so I don't know if that did impact my take on it. But to me, when I see like the 54 meta score, I think there's something to my, my hesitation to just outright loving it. I do think though, all of the positives outweigh any of the negatives. And I think this is definitely worth watching. And I don't think enough people have seen it because I, people who I know are major Amy Poehler fans don't know this exists. Like I was texting some of them like 20 minutes in this movie. I'm like, Oh my God, this movie is so good. Uh, I love so much of what it's doing already. And I'm like texting friends. Like, do you know about this? And they're like, no, I didn't know Amy Poehler directed movies. I'm like, well, this is her second, but yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of people don't know that kind of stuff. They just know her as Leslie. Nope. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, I overall like this. Uh, I definitely think it's worth checking out. Um, I do think Netflix did a, a disservice. I don't think it got nearly the promotion it should have. Um, and I do think, I think there's a big audience for this movie because there's a lot about standing up for yourself. Uh, there's definitely feminist doing elements or whatever, but, and do, yeah, doing it your way. And you, you know, Amy Poehler, uh, as the mother has this kind of like, she was a rebel. She was a feminist. Um, when she was in high school and she's definitely, she kind of, you see her still having that fire at moments, 
but then she seems to be also willing to like bend to a more construction, you know, contorted uh, version of that where she's not as pushy about certain things. And there is a, there's a dispute that arises as a result of that change. Um, but I, I, I definitely thought there's a lot of sincere love and, and, uh, interest put into this film so i i liked it it sounds like Corey might have really loved it so Corey, what were your takes i actually was having a hard time with like the beginning half of it um oh i don't know how to put how i feel into words because i've been thinking about it but i feel like they don't touch on like heavy stuff until the end like mm. i don't know who they were trying to address with the beginning of the movie but we we all most of us know a lot of that you know what i mean i but i feel i do feel like they could have maybe spent a little more time on the things that they address at the end um that's i think kind of i i'm coming at it very similar with my complaint about the end is that some of it felt like this isn't how this should have been presented it felt too it, it needed to be given the weight i guess yeah. it deserves um where i don't know i mean we know that girls get called out with school uniform you know what i mean i but i feel like there are a lot of things that people maybe don't know yeah no i think a lot of that is is not addressed enough in a major way like in a movie like this how often has like girls the uh imbalance of the dress code laws or rules um been addressed in a major motion picture i feel like that's People know it because they've experienced it, but I don't feel like people have seen it in like a big film before. Okay. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's like, I can't think of an example outside of this movie. Even boys know that girl, I mean, maybe they don't realize it, but if you go to school, I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say, but I like the movie. I feel like... There's just something off about it. Um, I love Amy Poehler, though, and I think that she's, I want to be her friend, and not because she's famous, because you know I don't care about that stuff, but I just think that she's, I don't know, she's always Amy Poehler in everything, you know what I mean? I feel like no matter who she's played, I feel like some of her, it has to be her, is like shining through, and I think she's great. I liked, I liked all of the actors and actresses in it also. And the music was amazing. And I know you're going to think that it's fake, but if you would have been watching with subtitles, like I always do because I'm old, um, there is a band that I really like a lot called La 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 La. And they played her song Destroyer in this. But I was impressed with a lot of the musical choices from the very beginning. Um, Are there four laws? or? Yeah, it, it's two words. La 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 La. Okay. Um, and she's releasing a new album soon on Sub Pop, which is one of my favorite record labels. But um, yeah, I so there are things I like about it. And like you touched on, like the underdogs, but also I like um, them showing that every approach isn't for every single person, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of things I definitely want to get into with spoilers, but for the most part, I liked it. Did you like it? I liked it. I don't love it, and I don't know if I need to watch it again. Okay, let's uh, let's get into spoilers, guys. From here on out, we are going to talk about Moxie in great detail. So, listeners, um, I the end we have the character who tells us she was raped um, by the awful Jock Mitchell, um, and then that she's voted for a. Uh, what was it? Easiest most or bangable. most bangable, which is really, really disturbing. Um, I don't like, I don't feel like that. Like it doesn't get the weight it deserves. And also it, she doesn't sound as upset about it as I think a person should be like, she's not okay with it, but she is saying it more as like matter of fact than as an emotionally challenge. Like, you know, like it feel like she's, she, explodes with the information right like she wrote a letter but it was anonymous and now she steps up she decides it's time i i share this and it it doesn't feel like it's right it doesn't feel 
like she's really going through what I what I've seen other people now. To be fair, most of those portrayals I've seen through other films, and that's a, it's a choice. Maybe I've only seen it done too big. Maybe it's always too much. But that's I guess where my head is is that like, it should be that much um, because that's how other people generally play it because it is such an emotionally damaging thing, you know. Um, and so that was like what I said when I said the ending didn't quite work. That was what I meant is that it felt it didn't feel right. It also even the way it happens, it's too like the scenario is so big because it's like a protest that she decides it's time that I, I let out this dark secret that I've been keeping to myself. And it was just like, I don't I don't know that this feels believable. Like it almost feels like, I mean, know, people wouldn't do this in this way. Maybe most people wouldn't, but people have different ways of dealing with things and you know she said it was last year before prom and i'm not saying that time makes things like that better but it could also be being in that crowd gave her the courage and i mean i'm not saying i don't believe that everyone needs to tell their story that way it's all very personal choice but i'm glad that he got some consequences we don't know what consequences but finally you know the principal is waking up because we didn't even talk about how all of this starts is because the guys released this list about the girls and circulate it while they're all at a pep rally. I yeah. somehow I missed a whole lot of high school. I just really didn't like high school guys. Um, so I don't know if we had those. I'm sure that, you know, I don't know. I mean, I definitely, it's not the first time I've seen something like that. Obviously, it's similar to the uh, the Burn book in Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen other things like that in movies, for sure. I don't think I've ever seen anything to that degree um, in a school. And I, as a teacher of a high school, um, I think one year we did have a group try to do a literal Burn book. I think they had gotten into to Mean Girls and they were just like, we're going to do that. Um, they didn't get the lesson of Mean Girls, of course, in that regard. But um, Youngins. It's not, it's, it's, it's that, but it's also, uh, you know, we, we often think of the term illiterate to mean, uh, that they can't, you can't read, but you could also be illiterate to film, right? Like you can miss and misunderstand what a movie is doing because you're not reading the story correctly, right? Like you're missing parts. You don't quite process things. And so you, you interpret it to mean something that it's clearly saying the opposite, but if you don't. Yeah, if you don't understand the words, then you're not going to understand the message. And um, I think that can happen. And again, I, I'm not, my criticism is not a condemning one because I'm not saying it should have been one way. It just, it, it, it didn't feel quite right when I was watching it. And I don't know if there was one specific thing that I can't quite articulate or whatever. And that's where I'm really like on the fence about it is like, I don't have, a single instance I can point to and go, this is why I don't think it's a great movie or why I'm not inclined to love this movie. Um, I do think there's a lot to love. I like a lot. I like a lot of the little stuff that you mentioned. Um, For me, a lot of times that, that stuff is, is not talked about enough or it's um, even if, if everybody does know it's a problem, then it shouldn't be a problem anymore. Right. Like if if everyone knows that girls are, are dress code targets females more than it targets males, then why is it still doing it? it? It's so weird because I've been out of school for such a long time. But just recently I was thinking about like girls aren't allowed to wear tank tops and stuff. And I was like, but boys used to play shirtless in our gym during gym class. Yeah. And I mean, there's, you know. Um, like they're allowed to wear shorts, uh, guys and girls can wear sh- like khaki shorts at our school, but like having a daughter who is uh, very long legged. Oh yeah. Like, um, we I have like a hard time finding shorts that are the right length based on like the description, especially the way they measure it is it, you put your hands at your side and your fingertips. She has oh longer God. arms too. So they, it almost never works. But at the same time, it's like, but what's the reason for it? Like if, if a guy, you know, cause guy shorts don't generally come like that. But if they, if a guy did, would people really stop and complain? Like, 
maybe, maybe they would, but it's not when when you're literally almost unable to buy the product that you're being told you have to wear something's wrong right like there has to be some somewhere we we have set this up incorrectly where one side is clearly being punished the point being if that is the case um that it is so ubiquitous there's there's definitely a problem and that's why i think it makes sense to have it in a movie because everyone does know about it yet it's still there it's still the rule and that's like i think the principal character does a really good job of being that like kind of the the personification of that problem right like she is aware of the problems she doesn't want to deal with them she doesn't want to deal with them it's easier to just keep it the way it is than to actually make any change or any impact on the the kids and that is a problem also yeah also like here he's the star whatever of the football team and i feel like she doesn't want to deal with you know any resistance with like the whole the whole community um you know his parents probably yeah there's just it's not worth it to her and that's that's a big huge problem that we've seen is that you know when people are like oh it's easier to not do something so we'll just let injustice and, and the wrong people be punished essentially it's it's nonsense and that's I, I like those elements of the movie. Again, I think it could do more, but I really like her best friend Claudia. And isn't that her name? Yes, I think so. Okay. I really like her best friend Claudia. I really love that she's kinda quiet and introverted. And that she like gives that spiel, like, no, you wouldn't let me. You made me feel bad that I wasn't, you know helping and then she talked about her mother being an immigrant and how she doesn't have the same liberties that vivian does and Mm -hmm. i felt like that was a really good thing to include in the movie i thought they did that with the the new girl also like um you know she's she has different issues and uh even at first when when mitchell is like harassing her the girl's like just keep your head down and it's like why should i have to keep my head down you know like, I shouldn't have to hide because this guy's a jerk. I shouldn't, like, I don't deserve to have to cater to him. Well, and it all goes back to, I'm sure that any women that are listening know, or, like, probably a lot of guys too, like, the whole our whole lives, we're taught to be small, or, like, stay out mm-hmm. of the way, you know, like... That's nuts. And I I don't do that anymore. <laughs> so, but, you know, that's, like, something that's, like, instilled in a lot of us from, like, birth. And I also like that they address that in the movie, too. Like, you know, you just stay out of his way. You don't bring attention to yourself. You need to, like, disappear. Yeah. And I, I think the magazine and the whole title of the movie is the title of the zine. Um, and they're like buzzword, have some moxie, which is mocking. I think the principal says it early, like yeah. uh, show a little moxie and like it becomes like a mocking phrase. And um, yeah, I, I like a lot of that stuff. I, I think overall, I like the movie because I like the messaging that the movie's offering. I just there's something off with the execution. And I don't think it's Polar's direction. Um, I think it might. I haven't read the book I'm, and that's not really a surprise. I'm not sure if the book maybe does a better job with some of this, the content. So it could be the adaptation. Um, and again, it could just be a preference. It may not be that there's anything inherently wrong. Maybe it's just the way it's clicking. Doesn't, doesn't quite do it for me enough. Um, but again, I think there's, I think there's a lot here. I think it's funny. I think it's the, the cast is charming oh, and I think that's important. Yeah. Um, did you want to talk about that part uh, where Lisa, Amy Poehler's character is, like talking about where they're having the argument like her and the the daughter yeah her and vivian yeah sure i mean the whole um at dinner vivian's already kind of like upset about other stuff because that this movie has that that drama because someone isn't sharing all of the information that they probably could just share um because vivian's keeping the secret about the zine and if she was just tell her mom that's what she was doing. I think she would have had a little bit of the pressure off. And 
I didn't really understand why she was keeping it from the mom. I feel like the mom would have like totally encouraged her to do it. Yeah. Um, and would have kept the secret as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that would have ruined the secret. I understand not telling the people at the school, like maybe not knowing who could trust or she's, you're not doing it to be like the, the face of it. You're doing this because it has united a voice. Right. Like it's, it's given people courage to, to stand up for what they want. Um, so I, I like the idea of her kind of not looking to be the president or the figurehead, but just being one of the group. Right. I like that, but I still think she could have shared it with her mom. And I think it would have taken a lot of that drama out of it. And I don't know that that drama adds anything, but I think the commentary of the mom has been this feminist, but now she's kind of catering to this new guy because she's tired of being alone. Um, I get why the daughter's mad. Uh, I I kind of am mad too. How is she catering to him though? Well, it's, it's very subtle things. Um, and that, that is, I think it, it raises a question of like, is it okay to, to not present your real self to somebody while you're trying to get like, while you're in the honeymoon phase of a relationship, right? Like, um, and I think that's what the daughter's accusing her. It's not that she's completely like selling out or like is a 180 of who she is. It's these little concessions and behaviors. Like she's eating a salad. That's one of the things. I mean, and I was just thinking about that, but if I had people coming to dinner, I wouldn't serve them a yogurt bowl. And that's what I eat all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I wouldn't, I don't know. I, I, I think it's twofold. I do think that, um, the implication and we, it's not really set up before that moment is that Amy Poehler's character is more of like a meat and cheese girl. Like she's not eating dainty salads and stuff like that. Um, we've seen her eat whole pints of ice cream, like real ice cream too. Not like, I mean, low carb. Yeah. Um, and, and so suddenly eating a salad does seem slightly out of character, but you, you, that's a fair point. But I think when you, when you mash it up with the daughter who's going through this existential crisis, who is, you know, she's, I I get the feeling she's never really kept a secret from her mother before. So that's probably eating at her as well. Um, She looks up to her mother and now her mother is, I think you can drink your own Kool-Aid too much. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe she's overly reading into these feminist elements at that point because she's so committed to the cause and that any deviation from that maybe is making her question what she's doing and she doesn't want to question it. You know, I think there's a lot more to her. I'm not saying she's right in her criticism of the mom, but I think given all of what's going on, it makes sense um, to suddenly have it. But I also don't know if it's necessary to the overall film, um, but I didn't mind it. Like I, it was like, wow, maybe you should just, again, a common problem we see in films is communication issues. Right. And this is definitely, I mean, like her, so much of the drama is her choosing to keep this a secret from her best friend who later tells her she knew the whole time because like, hello, I'm your best friend. I've always known, like, I know you too well to not recognize <sighs> that this is you. And so that's like, it's like, well, one of you could have broke that ice way earlier and we could have not had that whole, that whole arc of the, the stupid fighting. Cause that, that does annoy me. Like, there's enough going on with the actual problems with the principal, with the, with Mitchell um, that you don't need the superficial drama because someone isn't sharing something. That's where you start to feel like a teen, like CW show or that, like the MTV TV shows. Like you don't need the, the fabricated drama when there's already drama happening. Like that's enough. I do kind of like the fight scene though, because it, it doesn't seem like they fight very much. No, and, and I think there's some good stuff with like with Cla- Claudia. I think is what we said. Um, I with her, them. her mom. Well, I, like her and her mom. There's not a lot of scenes just with her, but I I thought those scenes were good. Um, again, overall, I think the movie's better than not. It's just there are things that I think are keeping it from being more buzzworthy than than it got. Because again, this is this year. This movie came out like six less than six months ago, I think. Um, and I, I don't know anyone who saw it, you know. Um, I just think that Netflix releases too much. They just, it's they definitely do too much. Quality, yeah, I think quantity, there's just too guys. much in general. 
Um, there's just so much content constantly coming out. There's not a great way of knowing. No. Um, unless you seek it out. But even then, like, there's so much that it's hard to remember what's coming out. So it's it's a constant like struggle to stay on top of it. Uh, and Netflix, I don't think, does a great job with their with keeping newer stuff visible if it's not getting a lot of watches. Like it, they bury stuff real fast. Um, and I do feel like this one got buried. Word. Well, I will say. I think I'm going to, I'm going to lean not quite golden, but like decent watch territory for sure, but definitely watchable. I'm going to go with the decent watch. And that is our review of Moxie. We have one more movie left for this month and it's Corey's pick. We're going back to shutter. Uh, what a surprise. Um, this is definitely more Corey's, uh, cup of tea. And it's an older movie though. Um, from, uh, 1942. Ah. No, I'm kidding. Oh, it's it is pretty old though. It's the City of the Dead, um, which is on Shutter, and it is a is it Vincent Price? No, no, it's not. I thought it was. I apologize. I want to say that it's someone, but I'm like, no, that's wrong. So let me look. I'm looking it up. Uh, we've got it's directed by John Llewellyn Moxie. Um, no, no. Oh, it's got Christopher Lee in it. Um, Dennis okay. Lotus, Patricia Jessel, Tom Naylor. I don't know any of these other names. Um, it has a 3.4 on Letterboxd and a lot of star reviews on my from my friends uh, on Letterboxd. So I'm, I'm down. Um, it is 1960, though. It's PG-13. So it says, 300 years old, human blood keeps them alive forever uh, is the tagline. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess it's like a vampire meets zombie type dealio. Um, oh, there's pilgrims. Uh, it says witches, witchcraft. I'm I'm looking at a dude. He's full pilgrim. Um, I guess you could maybe he's Quaker, but yeah. Um, is it on IMDb in the photos? Uh, I'm on Letterboxd, and it's the oh. the head the header image is that. Um, there's definitely a pilgrim in there, but yes, it does say witches in the synopsis. Um. I was just guessing vampires because of the human blood thing, but you could use human blood. You don't have to drink it. You could use it for like a sacrifice. I was guess. it Elizabeth Bathory who, what was her name? She bathed in the blood of virgins. Oh, I don't know. That's not in my, uh, my wheelhouse of knowledge, Corey. Sorry. Yeah. I will do better sure to know more Bathory. of the uh, actual people who thought it was. Well, there you have it, folks. That's our review of Moxie. We'll be back next week with The City of the Dead. Again, we're going to be watching that on Shudder. We'd love to hear your thoughts on any of the movies that we've talked about this year, this month, whenever. Hit us up on social media. I'm at Burke Reviews and Corey. At Corey R. Star, two hours on the end. And uh, until next time, keep watching movies. Hey, this is Matt from What I Watch Tonight. Come join me in the back row for movie discussion, retrospective episodes with guests, director focus shows, end of year rankings, start of the year predictions, and much, much more. There's more going on in the back row than you might think. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BurkeReviews.com. <laughs>